0: welcome to the church of mavis radio show it's friday night listening united public radio 107.7 fm new orleans it's been cold in florida we've had bookshelves collapse and all kinds of refrigerators go out and craziness the big freezer just went out i guess i guess it's okay now after it got like i guess the weather got so cold it just messed with it because it's out on the porch or something but that's not ours that's what mom and them's but we're uh we're here with uh wham tonight wham's representing and then uh christina giordano is here uh rn registered nurse and uh we'll get started uh i'm going to talk about the schedule a little bit we're going to do a little five minute youtube meditation and then we're going to get started for anxiety so it seems like that's increased you know worldwide anxiety lately on so many different levels Uh, And I've had so much craziness with my job. Like I was just battling to get my regular pay this month. It's just been weird. And uh, I know he don't really listen to this, so I don't really care. But just to give you uh, uh, what's been going on with it. Basically, uh, a job that I've worked at since 2012. And uh, Chris Kitts owned it. And if you look him up, he comes up on a lot of right wing stuff like the Daily Beast and stuff about like it says stuff about him, you know, being right wing and UFO hoo-ha and stuff. And he's definitely uh in, in the Trumpel Gooch world. But as far as uh the job, it was weird because he sold it. And then this guy, uh Glenn Kennedy, bought it. And uh this is basically before it's news. And Glenn died the week he bought it. And then the guy that has it now is his friend and uh, the guy who used to own it, Mr. Kitts, basically says he's probably like owned by the government now and he thinks they're going to shut it down or something. But uh, it's just been weird. And then basically we were getting these bonuses all the time for putting up articles and I would make about two grand. Now I do about 12 and the guy owes me about four grand in bonuses and then he starts doing weird stuff with the regular pay and i'm not going to say his name but here's where it gets really weird this is my luck somehow he got involved with uh africans like an african king in christianity and he makes these videos where he uses scripture and does like kind of a meditation and like fibromyalgia like there's like if you look on the channel it's like a million different elements on there and he does like a little speech and somehow you know christian christianity it up and these africans were over there playing these over the airwaves and they're dancing around and stuff and somehow he did a deal with the african king started using money that he should have been using to pay us to do court costs because the king tried to pull out So now he's like in a court battle with an African King. And it sounds like, I was like, this guy sounds like Lord of the Rings or something. I don't want to insult Lord of the Rings, but it's just been insane. So it's like, I'm looking for other things to do and uh, still doing that. And luckily I got the other half of regular pay just recently, but it's just been crazy. Like I, I definitely got to get away from it, but I got to find, I can't go work an eight or 10 hour job standing up like I used to do at Petco and Conair and aluminum plant. When I worked with my dad pressing aluminum and all, I'll die standing up that long. I can't do that anymore. So I have to find something that's work at home or something, you know, that's more, uh, you know, I can't be standing like that. That's crazy uh i've done retail and i had to go to the doctor and be like my feet and they give you vicodan and stuff that was a long time ago but uh so now i'm just on the quest and it's just been chaotic but uh the neil donald wash interview is really good uh i want to and then of course wham second hour is great as well with norse if you missed that one Tune in, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, that was like one of my better talks. I just kept going cool. and going. <laughs> that
0: was cool, that was cool. I liked it, and I i, I got to get that book at some point. And uh, let's see the schedule coming up. Uh, next week, Jay's supposed to be here. Jay's having to work so much, I uh, never know when he's going to be here, so it's been weird with that. And uh, has been helping. And uh, Wild Trees and uh, Dizzle, it's been a while, but I'm going to get them on as guests again sometimes. But they got their own things going, so they were helping out co-hosting. But uh, James L. Ash is in California, and uh, that's next week. I think he's coming on the second hour because of his job and stuff. But that's paranormal, and supposedly he's like, a, uh, you know, on the uh, other religion that's not Christianity, I don't know if it's temple of S or what it is like Beazle's him, but I'm not, you know, we'll probably be getting in that cryptozoology and paranormal. And then February 2nd is Patricia Corey. Uh, that's a uh, Syrians. And she's, you know, said she's channeled these beings for a long time. That's in her traditions. Uh, Augie Nost, uh, February 9th. He's been on I think, the things third or fourth time. He's always a, a hoot. And, uh, February 16th, uh, and that's when you come back, uh, Wham, Penny Bradley, and that's Secret Space Black Ops. Uh, She's been around a lot of the circuits. I don't know everything about it, but I saw her on Facebook and asked her, and uh, I don't know. I mean, she brings up Montauk and all kinds of stuff, and uh, maybe my labs and things like that. And then another one, uh, February 23rd, I've been trying to get Matt on for a while, He runs like an X-Files group on uh, Facebook. So we're going to have a whole X-Files show about the TV show. So that's pretty cool. I think it's like the X-Files lexicon. Uh, March 1st, uh, Tilly uh, Treadwell. You'll you'll be here for that one. That's a a Mandela effect and things like that. That's from Mark Eddy, a guy that helps me with, with publishing a lot. And the 8th and 15th I'm working on. And then March 22nd. Brian Seach, that's Cryptozoological Studies and Paranormal. And then March 29th, I've been talking to old Andrew Colvin. It took a minute to cement that one in there. So that's March 29th. And that's what I got so far. Uh, And I'm going to get Bill and JC on uh, that did the the Silver Bridge book. And I know they're doing some uh, trauma, paranormal kind of stuff. And they did a lot of Mothman things. I'm working on that just trying to get some new interesting faces on and scheduling has been weird. Like it's just been publishers act weird and just weirdness. So it's been a little bit more like it took me forever to do February 9th just to get that schedule. I was like, my God, like what do I got to do to get this date schedule? Something goes Augie Nost and I was like, okay, I'll try it. And he's like, yes, I love doing the show. So he's usually never says no. So that's good. (laughs) Good. but that's the schedule so uh definitely uh keep on booking it and got a few more to fill in march but uh if you know anyone wham or anybody comes up let me know and uh inner traditions usually has a good to choose from so i've been going with them a lot that's where patricia's from and everything but all right let's see here we're gonna pay a little uh pay a little i can't even talk play a little uh five minute meditation Let me look at it for a second. It's from a place called (coughs) Mindful Peace. Five-minute quick anxiety reduction, guided mindfulness meditation. And uh, we're just going to play it and then get started with Christina. So here we go. Let's see if I'm doing this right. Make sure nothing else weird on my computer pops up. Five-minute
2: anxiety reduction. you
0: hear that, William?
2: Sit or lay comfortably. Yep. Resting your hands on your legs or at your sides. Begin to focus your attention on your breathing. Feeling your chest move gently inward and outward. Your mind may be racing with uncomfortable or fearful thoughts. And that's okay. Just continue to breathe naturally and effortlessly. Feel the air flow gently in and out of your nostrils and feel a soothing lightness throughout your body, flowing from the top of your head, all the way down to the tips of your toes. Gently and effortlessly. As you slowly and gradually create this awareness, repeat after me, either out loud or in your mind. Each time counting down from five to one and stating, Stillness, awareness, after each number, repeating after me, five, stillness, awareness, four, stillness, awareness, three, Stillness, awareness. Two, stillness, awareness. One, stillness, awareness. Remember, you are not these unpleasant feelings. You have overcome them in the past, and you will rise above them again. Ever-changing. If the feelings stay with you for some time, it's okay. Time and awareness will allow it to fade. Time and awareness will allow it to fade. And now one last time nice and slowly repeating this time calm and present 5 calm and present 4 calm and present 3 Calm and present. Two, calm and present. One, calm and present. Sit with your feelings, whatever they are at this moment for just a few more moments. Feel the air moving slowly in and out. Your chest moving gently up and down. And effortlessly, you become aware. Peace will return. You're becoming aware again and again. Remain in stillness and allow yourself to let go.
0: All righty. Reminds me of uh, the voice called 976 uh, Baked Beans. Baked <laughs> Beans, is that, that's on YouTube. It's like some funny video of some guy that's running a sex number or something. <laughs> call 976 Baked Beans. But anyway, uh, everybody has their own thing with anxiety. Who doesn't? I've always had problems with it since God knows. Uh, it comes and goes. And one thing I've used, and I think I've there's some book like The Only Little Prayer You Need by Deborah something something, but it's basically where you like say, uh, take all my anxiety and you know, anger and fear, negative, and ask to transform it into positive and surrender it to the universe, uh, God. And uh, that helps me, but then it seems like it comes back saying, I'm still here, knock, 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 <laughs> but it can help with it sometimes. Um, well, uh, Christina Giordano is here with us, a registered nurse. I guess at first, if you want to just give us some history about your your nursery, your nursing.
3: (laughs) My nursery. Well, uh, I think it's, what is it? I guess there's no coincidences. I'm learning more and more to try to believe that. So synchronizations, like I've been a nurse about as long as you have, 17 years. Next, or I guess this may, um, but mostly labor and delivery, postpartum and nursery, so and night shift again, the weirdo night nurses and the full moon and all of that jazz and learning how to go with the flow really again of the universe, and there really is a natural flow to it. Um, and again, I'm the weirdo working night, so I go against what is typical and trying to be normal, I guess, of the society that we're in for sure. but um it's
0: labor and delivery and what else transitioning
3: um well as you know and I actually met you I was doing home care specifically family um and hospice which is a complete opposite as you can imagine from labor and delivery but I think almost every labor and delivery nurse should do hospice and vice versa because it makes you really truly see how it's connected again um Transitioning life into and out of the world is one of the most honorable things I could actually imagine doing. And then, with that, is so much education as well, and a small amount of time. Time again is the preciousness of the life that we have, and bringing children into the world. And I feel was most the honorable thing. And all the years of doing that, as well, taking care of my grandma, was very humbling. (laughs) And working with you sadly in ways, because you weren't you weren't trained to do anything in the medical field. And I'm a nervous wreck, honestly speaking, in front of people. So you're making me deal with things that I've always had anxiety with. Um, but again, having to remember that I've spoke to thousands of people and taught them in different ways. So just trying to remember what I'm here for and uh, changing perspective. You know, I haven't done labor and delivery really um, for years since I've lived in Florida now, so trying to learn and ask the universe, God, whatever you want to say, what do you want me to do with what I have left of these years that I have? Because it's that's the gift primarily more than ever is the preciousness of time and realizing how much I've actually wasted of that. If I want to look at it like that, I want to learn from it all, even the experiences we've had together. Um, Kind of realizing, again, that there's repeating cycles of life, again, just like dying and being born and um, seeing how it's all connected. Learning, again, if 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 and when you want to believe there's a reincarnation or whatever, um, we're given a chance in this lifetime, whether you want to believe it or not, to kind of carry the torch forward from our ancestors and all of those before us that have taken the time to hopefully plant seeds, is what I see it as, teaching more than ever. Often those roots take off when you're even dead. Um, So basically just learning somehow as a nurse, no matter where I am, whatever I'm doing, I am a nurse. It's not a job. And uh, even tonight doing this and really believing we're kind of, if there's a chance to kind of repeat history, to learn from it. we can do anything from the past, all of the horrors, all of the insanities, whatever you want to call, feel like failures, is if we can learn from it, then it's not a failure. Um, So basically, yeah, knowing that you and I are here together for a reason, and Wham! even is here exactly for a reason, um, repeating all of the past. Um, I think this is like the fourth show we've done together, and realizing every time I learn how I forgot certain details of things, almost like something caused an amnesia, whatever, where it's like, wait a minute, I was going to say this and it got taken away. So it's like, there's a reason for what we're doing here. There is, there's gifts we're supposed to share with the world. It almost like whatever those gifts are, something tries to keep you from using them at the same time. So we have to almost face the fears we have, which again, speaking in front of people, pushing myself through that fear, and saying, okay, why am I afraid of that? Instead of, not why, but almost like, what do I need to use with this fear? And not allow it to defy me, but chase that fear. And almost learning how to face your demons or whatever you want to call it. And instead of trying to go out into the world, fighting the world and blowing people up. And again, continuing continuing what you'd call, I feel, the madness of the past. Not learning from it. Because I don't think we really learn ever from war like beating someone up and hurting each other, we're not learning from it. So somehow learning as a healer to say, how do we learn from this? How do we stop the abusive cycles that I've had done to me that I don't agree with, I say is wrong in my spirit, mostly. And in embracing that spiritual connection, I'm able to heal my body as a healer. And again, it really was through the madness of what I was given in life, if that makes sense. Like, from my past, from my family, from those I love. They did the best I think in the circumstances, but often was very unhealthy and damaging, much like we see going on in the world around us and how it's all connected. And those who often have the power to change things are not because they usually are sadly chasing greed or the wrong things. So how do we learn from all of these bad people and bad choices, whatever it is they're making and make it better? carry the torch forward so um and,
0: uh, i was just gonna ask how many babies a day usually with
3: that uh well it depends on where i've worked imagine i've worked all over the place so depending on where busy it was like busy hospitals non-rural usually you know they may again i call it rotisserie factory so again it became a business big business and with that went away from individual care and actually literally seeing the person as a person and it was all just get it in, get it out, fast as possible, dangerous as well. Not safety and sanity being number one. Um, it just depends. I used to keep keep track when I first started back in uh, Arizona, <laughs> hilariously. But I was th- thankfully taught by a, um, a nurse that was actually originally trained to be a legal nurse. So she taught me how to literally cover cover my my arse. I know we're allowed to say that word, but basically how to document and how to be a really good storyteller. So if and when I had to go into court to cover myself, labor and delivery specifically, you will have to go to court for like 20 years or 18 years um, to defend yourself if you have to protect yourself. And again, everything I do, I do with an intention to provide the best care for my patient and to love them and take care of them the way I would want to be treated do no harm and again do unto others as I would have do unto me and I've usually done that and it's worked well except with people who don't go by those rules sadly so uh basically just learning um it's not about numbers really because that's what's sad I would have like sometimes hundreds of babies like within a month so I would keep track and then I just lost track because it got crazy busy and especially when we do C-sections and all of those high-risk crazy things at night and you're just running. Literally, that's what it feels like from one room to another and charting. Literally is that what I was going to say covering you're writing a story literally of what's happened as if and when you may have to tell the story again in court. And if you don't have it written, it didn't happen. So a part of all of being a nurse has helped me, I think, be very detailed and to be able to logically go back in time and kind of remember things which has helped me, I think, as a as a person in reality of the day-to-day. But no joke, like I could have sometimes 12 babies born a night. And I'm literally running from room to room and it feels insane. And I'm charting and all of the clocks are different. You know, you're like trying to figure out how to chart a chart a baby's delivery that just happened at oh 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 whatever you know for the first time you're like what does that even mean and i was like i just came out of that room and it said oh oh one and this room says oh 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 how do i chart that so it's like i don't know how to explain it where i've learned with time illusions are time space distance things that we've often been told is very very real which it is in ways like gravity but at the same time you can change those things as well if that makes sense or Learn how to kind of just go along with the flow, which is really hard for me. Um, I think it's part of my being a Virgo and kind of trying to figure out how to every, everything should be a certain way and it should all make sense. And in the end it's like, actually it doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm learning. The more I'm trying to grasp onto what is normal, there is no normal. You just have to go with the flow and learn how to literally, yes, breathe. That's why I've told you more than ever. Jeffrey, breathe. Even when you're doing meditation, breathe. Um, letting out the negative and the stress with that, you know, holding it all in your body and how it turns into literal, sadly, knots toxins, like all of the things that create disease and cancer and all of those things.
0: There was one, uh, listener question. I want to say something about it. If you want to, you can. Okay. Uh, case and lead can healers heal the horrible withdrawal effects when you're tapering down from drugs? Uh, I know I've dealt with that before in the past because I after my dad died, when I was, uh, you know, in my 20s, he told me if I ever did drugs, he'd kill me. And he would have, at one time, he thought my brother did them and held a gun to his face. And uh, basically, when he died, I was like, okay, well, screw you. I guess I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I did it. And he was also, you know, he worked hard. He loved us, but he was abusive on the uh, physical type levels. And... Uh, well, I know when I, I was coming off different stuff, I, I found that books on shamanism, uh, I know those conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh books help That's things that have helped me just like seeking spiritual things with that kind of stuff. Uh, but I mean, I definitely think healers can help with that. And part of us is the healing within that helps with that.
3: Right. Amen. I would say um <clears throat> excuse me. Again, being a part of a healer really and that's why I say I did not choose this life, it chose me. Like all the weird paranormal things. Yes. Um, 2020 I believe we did a show, I might be making that up, but sh- the shaman that we were the on with. Else. No, that was when we were living here. Sorry. This
0: morning, else. it was like last year.
3: Yes. So basically he confirmed with me, which is awesome. Other teachers who come along and or people who confirm to you one, you're okay as much as you might feel crazy. Yes, you're where you're supposed to be and or we are okay. We're going to get through this together somehow. Give you a little bit of hope. Um, yes, I truly believe we all are healers. We all are, if in one way or another, God consciousness. We are here and sent from another place. <laughs> and um, yes, we are able to heal ourselves. We're able to heal each other. There are definitely things out there, even as I'm a registered nurse and I've lived most of my life again chasing, chasing my fears and or being scared as well. I could get in trouble for a lot of the things that I've always stood for, from my own family being kicked out. In many ways, I have been scared to be called a witch or whatever it is. I have always been like, I don't know what it is I am, but I just want to be that I am. Um, But I've never been able to be that. So truly believing and knowing that I have opened my mind to things that I did not che- choose to find on my own. again, it was given to me. I believe a godsend thing um like being welcomed into certain Native American family circles, uh, being welcomed into yes, like crazy things that I never thought I would have an opportunity really like this tonight to be a part of a TP ceremony, a sweat lodge first, you know going through the five realms of becoming a warrior which was very hard to do. Um, But it was awesome. Again, faced my fears, faced literal anxieties of feeling like I can't breathe to I'm in the dark. This is scary. And it's like going through literal soul deaths. Basically, you're facing your fears and through it, you're basically finding strength. You're finding endorphins, you're finding literal actual words for things that we try to replace if if you need those things, great. But a lot of times like antidepressants, all these things that are giving us a jolt of serotonin and whatever it is our bodies are craving um, for reason, to literally feel alive, you know, And, and people would go and do these things even to this day and pay thousands of dollars even to go to retreats and pay people that they would call a shaman to walk you through these steps of what are soul deaths, going through literally what is so scary, the feeling of impending doom. And all of that, you really are in ways dying, going into earth and or a place of death and embracing it, actually feeling like not wanting death and suicide, never. But I'm not afraid of what is is possible on the other side of this. So much that I'm willing to throw myself into this unknown and knowing that again, I'm going to be okay, you know, and there are things, yes, that I truly believe can help you heal. And it's very scary to say so. Like I have a medical card for the first time and I came from the Northwest again, where it's legal, all down the coast from Washington to California, all the way over, there's a certain spot again called the Bible Belt that kind of stopped that. Or again, why and how does it seem again, spiritually, things are being blocked by what is religion and politics again, aren't working together to move forward into what is considered actual intelligence and healing. As a group, you know, why is certain things considered outlawed, felony offense, literally, even though, again, it's legal one second in one way or another, but it's not this or that. It's like we need to have across the board, and I've seen that even again as a nurse, all of the hospitals, all of the systems, whatever the blah, 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 should all be saying and doing somewhat the same things. We're not. We're divided. We're fighting over certain things that shouldn't be. We're basically, bottom line, fear is basically glorified in this culture. And with fear comes, I'm sorry, the opposite of knowledge and truth and wisdom and really love. Like you can't have wisdom and real true knowledge with fear, if that makes sense. It's like, it goes contradictory. So again, even with Jeffrey and I, we have both anxieties and fears and weird ways that are actually opposites. And I've had to learn that we have to help each other more than ever to be successful because there's something that will continue to cause us to divide and fight and literally like exactly bookshelves falling apart. I don't know how to explain it to cause some kind of chaos and insanity to keep us from doing what we need to do. And in the process, it causes literally so much stress and anxiety. That's the problem. Cortisol and all of these things that we know scientifically are causing a breakdown of our vessel this human body that we're in spiritually to do what we're supposed to be doing something out there. That's causing these problems, whatever it is. I'm not a conspiracy theorist completely, but I do believe something is intelligent enough to cause us to shift our bodies, our minds as a whole, which is scary to fear really, and how we're creating more problems. So again, yes, I have a medical card. I've learned how to actually heal myself in so many ways through seeking the truth if that makes sense not just jumping into what I've always been told is to be what I should be doing I'd probably be on 10 meds at least instead I have a medical card and I've actually been made fun of for that I've been afraid for having it because I'm scared I'm gonna lose the things that I've worked really hard for having um mostly respect like how is that again as a nurse exactly to say I know I've worked many places again all over the place and what's encouraged It's okay to be an alcoholic and it's okay to take handfuls of pills. I'm not, I mean, I've worked with people, sadly, who have even stolen medicine at work. They're surviving to try to do what they have to do to, again, survive and take care of other people when it's like, this is the problem. We're all literally falling apart because something isn't working here. You know, I'm 42 years old and I'm a nurse and I love being a nurse. I was called into doing this. This is why I'm here. But something, again, has been against that gift my whole life and trying to tell me I'm not good enough to do what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Keep me stuck, stagnant, depressed. And again, exactly how literally questioning, how can I help other people heal if I can't heal myself? So, again, hearing Neil Donald Walsh last week and trying to figure out questions for this week and all these things. Exactly. What are we here for? What is our purpose and why are we doing what we're doing? Ultimately, number one, we are not here for ourselves. Whatever it is that's trying to teach us to live in this little bubble of strong, independent, I don't need no one, is a liar. Uh, we do need each other. We need to unite together. That's the first thing. COVID is a real thing. All these things that are real need to be respected in the manner they should be. Not given like this God complex like Trump. No offense. you know. I'm at the point again of saying enough of the bullcrap. How do we divide this crap and do what we need to do the right way? Cut off these egotistic idiots that are literally trying to take over the world with really their God complex and their money and shove it up their A. And literally take back the torch and say, what do we need to be doing with this? Not fear peyote or again, things again, yes, I've been able to do, which was an eye-opening thing. Not fearful. And I've literally spent years trying to teach people in the medical field In the freaking, of course, religious world, to open their eyes again, stop fearing things. You're not going to go into a bar and lose your salvation, or again go to hell that day because you had a bar a drink. You know, go in there and talk to people, learn how to socialize, and be intelligent, and spread the word of of things. Like again, encourage other people. I've said to you, even my father and people I love who I get, I know again are afraid of everything. He's told me literally, weed is a gateway drug, and all this. Well, he's only going off of what he's been literally brainwashed to believe. And it's all about that. Again, education, being woke and all these things we talk about. But literally, again, something needs to shift to where we're all actually learning from the past again. We're not. We're repeating it, sadly. Um, And yeah, basically, we absolutely can help and heal each other. You don't have to. I'm sorry. Have whatever behind your name to literally be intelligent. The most intelligent beings I've ever talked to are children. And often the febrile, the people who again are grandma, you know, the people who literally sadly are dying. And they're telling you the most intelligent information that they can. And if you would just listen, and again, like the synchronizations that are all around us, the signs are all around us. You don't have to go pay somebody money to, to have you tell you information that you actually know within. And that's what I've learned the most is I actually wasn't tripping out on peyote, for example. I'm more calm on weed. All these things, these doorways, I believe, have opened my mind to just basically know within myself and my spirit, this confidence of knowing. Even on the mountain, yes, I'm scared, but there's really nothing out in this world that I truly need to learn from. I knew it all when I came into this world, and I'll know it all when I leave. And what's the most important thing is to just literally love people, as silly as it is, all the people throughout life that we would call a shaman, what did they usually say? Stop chasing greed. Stop chasing things. Stop chasing and or wanting money. Because really, again, who has all of that? Like Trump and his towers and all of these things that we're not learning from. We need to learn to literally, again, just love people and see them and truly care about them. And all the other things won't really matter that cause division And yes, actually seek the truth. You know, more than ever, I'm learning how to heal myself as a nurse and as a healer and try to help encourage other people to do the same. And often, believe it or not, it's not in a book that we're going to learn anything. It's actually going out into the world and truly facing our fears. I have a fear of, again, literally being in an awkward situation of, again, like this. Like, what am I going to say of this? Whatever. Just... Going with the flow again, which is really hard for me, is truly what that is. Like learning to speak to people in the moment, not above them as a teacher. Again, I've lost so much medical terminology over the years. I've been belittled even as a nurse from others, of course, in the medical field. And I said, I'm sorry. You know, you have to use it to keep using it. And I have it. I lost it because I I spoke to the people in the moment. I spoke to those that I took care of and I loved as myself and that that's all we need to do every day if we could just roll through life and really truly love each other we would heal and somehow put our differences aside
0: so and uh i remember when uh i first started my first experience besides school when i read i wrote a poem and read it in front of like this coffee house and i went up to the podium to read this poem and i had in my hands And my hands were shaking so bad. It was embarrassing. (laughs) It was like uh. now, I mean, I I think I would do that with, I would still probably be a little nervous, but doing all this has helped a lot. And uh, one thing Kaysen was asking about uh, a shot Did a shaman heal heal, heal your withdrawals as far as uh, when it comes to withdrawals. Oh, I was just saying that, well, when I grew up in Georgia, there wasn't really like a medicine man around. So like I would find it on like a documentary or a book or whatever. And that would be a way to access that, to even think about it. Like that's not, you know, something I knew anything about. So I think it was like uh, a Jose Stevens or Jose Stevens. I always have trouble with the Jose's and the Jose's, but Stevens is a secret of shamanism book. That was one of my first books. And then I was at Michael Harner, Uh, one of his books, I know, uh, search Kahali King. And then that led of course to seeing documentaries and interviewing them and stuff, which got a lot more complex with everything. But like, uh, when it comes to weed and stuff with the addictions that people face and I've had addictions with Coke and meth for several years after my dad died and, uh, haven't touched that stuff in God 20 plus whatever years. If I did it now, I'd be in the emergency room. But nowadays, there's so many kind of weeds and stuff that I'm not going to say it's identical to doing that kind of stuff. But there's something that's probably going to tickle your fancy. There's just so many different things. Like, get some Jedi Skywalker weed. You're going to go on a trip if you really want to go on a trip. Like, my mom, she's found the, the art of the, the weed brownie with the weird oils. And we have to, like, you we're know, ration her out on that. She'll go crazy. Like, she's 70 and, like you ate more brownies than I've ate in a day. Like that would have lasted me five days. It's like on in two. I'm like, my God, you don't want to go on a brownie coma. But I mean, uh, there's just so many different things with that, that something, you know, I think would tickle the the fancy of addiction when it comes to medicinal and things like that. And of course I have to be careful with sativas and stuff, but I still like them. There's one called Dutch Hawaiian that's like straight out of Hawaii. That's one of my jams right there. (laughs) But, but, uh, and I know we were going to talk about one thing. uh, We've had a lot of animal strange encounters and cool encounters. And one of them, uh, the kitten in the park. We wanted to talk about that a bit and then we can get into owls and stuff. Uh, But we've had this situation where this cat in a park that we would love to bring home and let it be friends with charlotte and uh if you want to tell that story
3: sure um just so i don't forget because i know that the guest or whoever was listening was asking about you know basically seeking a shaman and i think that's what it basically i'm saying is like you you are basically your own shaman if that makes sense and we need others to help each other through But in seeking the truth, if that makes sense, you're set free. So you're finding the truth to heal yourself because you're wanting to do that. That's the first step, as anyone knows, in healing and or any 12-step program, anything. You have to want to. That's the first step of denial. So um, in seeking the truth, I think you do. You open doors in yourself to heal. And in turn, because you want to heal, you're going to help other people, hopefully. Um, like teaching. Again, I enjoy learning. So I love to teach other people. Um, And then the kitten story, which is hilarious, um, is, you know, we have a local park where we go to pretty frequently. And there's usually kittens there, wild cats, whatever. I can't help it. I love animals. And there's one kitten in particular recent in the last six months where we were sitting there at the at the park and of course you go over there jeffrey and look at the books they have like one of those little library things and um this kitten was right by the door and um we've tried to catch it a couple times mostly to try to help it out or whatever but we've left it some cat food and i hadn't seen it there for a couple times i'd been around so i was getting nervous like, oh the poor thing died and then. Um, I, would think it was me, go figure the weirdo, like that had seen a, sadly a roadkill, not far from the park. And I literally got out at night and looked in the road. And of course I looked right in front of someone's house where thank God the person had the dog on the leash because while I'm out there again, trying to be the good Samaritan, whatever you want to call it, uh, a guy's out there walking his dog and I, I could have got mauled. It was literally like kind of scary like that. I was like, Oh, shoot. Well, again, my weirdo comes home and says, okay, oh, hey, Jeffrey, I think the kitten got killed. So we're out there literally trying to get the kitten off the road and in turn trying not to get ran over. And um, we kind of had a cat funeral, as you know, even we over to the park and did whatever you want to call was releasing the cat and saying, I'm sorry that you died. And it's funny, but not because it's like, I feel again, like being a part of the healing journey where it's like, empathetic you know we're both earth signs and so on and we we released the cat we thought was into having a funeral and and i i swear i looked up at the sky as you and i have many times and had weird star experiences where it's like we saw a falling star and i thought okay the cat's like saying thank you and then we're walking back to the car and there's the cat (laughs) it's like like, what wild? the, hey, am I, a go- you know, is it a ghost cat? Like, no, obviously not. But what's crazy, as you know, we went, walked almost right up to it and caught it, almost like it was going to let us pick it up, and then it goes running off all crazy, and so I'm, like, happy. Okay, we and had a weird funeral. The cat's yeah. okay.
0: And we were wondering if we scraped up a possum that we thought was there.
3: That's what it told me <laughs> after, so that I'm laughing, going, it's not funny, but it's, like, something, just like we had a recent cat thing again. Where something, again, is making us have empathy, whatever you want to call it, for other things, even dead animals, and trying to give them the honor. Again, that's like a shaman, right? Trying to transition whatever it is that's died to the other side and giving them honor and respect no matter what that life is. And in turn, I don't know how to explain it. I swear and I feel in my spirit like as a nurse all my life when I love and help other people the right way again. There's kind of a respect from the earth, the world that says, thank you. I really truly see that and I appreciate it.
0: And the reason we thought it was a, a posthumous, it was so like bad. I'm not going to get into it. It was hard to tell what it was like. It was just so, it had been on the road and they just kept running over it. Another thing that happened was when we were walking around here, there was a big male cat that was on the road. That was, looked like something out of Stephen King. And he it, it looked almost like a some Siamese kind of markings but I moved him out of the road and because i didn't want to leave him there and just let him you know keep getting ran over I didn't know the cat at all but I moved it to closer to the woods so i didn't have a shovel or anything but just to at least get him out of the road so he's not being you know mutilated further but after we walked away I heard something go thank you and I was like okay maybe that was the cat or god I don't know what it was but it was in my head like thank you and uh you're welcome but anyway uh it's weird because my mom has a lot of morning experiences where she sees weird stuff and i didn't even tell her i I told her about the cat but not what it looked like or anything and she had uh she saw a cat on her treadmill that looked just like that cat and described it and i had told her about the cat but nothing about what it looked like and she described it exactly like it looked like Mm -hmm. and it was almost like did it come here and thank us and follow us home which is possible i don't know but it seemed like that it was really weird mm-hmm. she's had crazy things where she saw a guy that looks like thor naked in her bedroom like she has some <laughs> weird thing where she went in the morning where she'll see like weird stuff.
1: a naked thor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
0: a naked dog.
1: But was this like a naked a naked Marvel comic Thor, like you know, like the that plays
0: him in the movies. The guy, forth. the guy who plays <laughs> him
1: in the movies. Well, you know, that could just be like a wishful thought.
0: <laughs> and
3: that's why I thought of Michael the Archangel when she said yeah, that. Yeah. So forgive me, but yeah.
0: You What's that movie with John Travolta, Michael, where he plays an angel?
3: Yeah, you know that Viking thing where they talk about the light beings are going to, and they have, like, light hair and all that? Like, when she described it to me, I was like, whoa. It's like, I don't know why I pictured that, like an <laughs> angel, but...
0: And then, lately, this is even stranger. We've had a lot of... Well, she has, and well, I did after the fact, but uh our experiences... I uh, know there's one where you saw one swoop down by your car when you were on the highway. And then there was another instance where she saw the dead body of one. It wasn't the same one. It was weeks later. And basically I get a call. I have an owl body in my car. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so basically she comes and picks me up. and it, And we knew it wasn't the same owl she saw weeks later. I mean...
2: It could have uh, been. It could have I mean, been, been yeah. and then
0: it got hit by another a vehicle. Her car didn't hit it; it just came close to the car. But weeks later, and it's this is beautiful. What was it? A barn owl or something? But beautiful and young, and just beautiful.
3: They call it a screech owl, I think, or you know.
0: But yeah, that was the worst part. But.
3: Well, uh, again, going back in time and thinking things where I've always been, again, nervous or whatever the word is, afraid of things, I think I'm supposed to embrace, if that makes sense. Like being afraid of the owl or thinking of some weird omen, because there is kind of mixed things with it. They're messengers a lot of times and maybe can tell you things about death. So that being said, yes, it is kind of awkward and or what's the word? Going back to Mariana, where I was living, taking care of mom and grandma, I'm at the graveyard cemetery where I like to walk the babies, mostly because it's fur babies, let's spec- specify, because there's usually not live humans walking around bugging me, and or I could let them just run, and it was not dark, though. It was not even really at dusk either, probably about 3 p.m. again, that weird time where weird stuff happens, usually in the morning for me. But I'm walking with the two littles, the a Chihuahua and Maltese, and I saw a shadow fly right over me. And this looked up, huge, uh, almost an angel, wow, huge owl wings flying over me. And it was just one of those, like, whoa, because that's an owl. And I just know as my mama instincts, like, it should have and could have taken my babies, you know, like, what the heck was that? Why is it out at, at this time? And just kind of, again, made me wake up more so. Like, doesn't matter the time. It doesn't matter what's going on. You need to be alert and awake and ready. What is going on? You know, everything doesn't make sense. And then the story you said about exactly the owl. We were recently driving out towards Noma, Florida. We're out in that area where it's nowhere land, driving together towards the sun. Remember, we're driving and I'm like, okay, let's go for a drive before it's dark. I'm going to chase the sun. So we're heading west, and I'm driving, and I don't know how to explain it. I saw in the sky what looked like a star or a planet already, and this is at that time where it's trying to turn into the sun setting, and it's dusk, and it's weird, because it was like, the sun is on the opposite direction of that thing that's bright, and caught my eye in the sky. I'm driving, but I looked up and thought, it looks like a planet, but... And it just was one of those where I thought quickly, again, don't look at that. That's not safe. Why are you looking at that? And so quickly looked over at you and saw clear as day an owl swooping towards the car in this way where it was like, whoa, you know, took everything in me not to literally run off the road. And I had to swerve even away from the owl towards towards the middle lane, which is crazy and scary. But it was like I just did it because I'm like... That owl almost flew into the car. It would have hit you right where you were like sitting. You wouldn't have seen it, but you would have heard a boom. And it was like, whoa, I just had to avoid an owl. That was weird. And literally like within a week or two from that date, I came back in that same spot at, at night around there. Like again, around the same timing going towards church to drop off, as you know, a huge bag of candy. I was like, okay, you were going to throw it away. I'm like, let me drive it to the church. Again, intention, right? I'm going to drive over to this church that's right over here. We've already gone to once and I'm going to drop the candy off. While I'm driving over there, I look over and see this dead owl. But it was crazy because it caught my eye and it was on the left side of the road, not right, where I'm driving. And it was like, I saw it from afar and I was like, what is that thing sitting there? And as I drove up, I'm like, it's an owl. Why did it look like it was sitting? Now it's laying. And I was like, oh my God, this is not far from where that owl almost flew into the car. So I drove drop off the candy. And I I don't know why something said to go back to where the owl was. And I did. And so I went back over there, no joke, like in the car now is this big box that I just dropped off candy. You know, I don't have a box in the car all the time. I stopped the vehicle in this weird spot, praying, okay, please don't let anyone hit me again while I'm out here looking at an owl or whatever the weirdness is I feel like I'm being drawn to do. Randomly in the middle of nowhere where I'm at, if you know this area, there's like no one out there. Farms and people that are randomly driving usually by. These two people are riding a bike right towards me, right where the owl is. And they're staring at the owl. It was just kind of awkward. I'm like, keep going. Why? <laughs> I can't get out and look at, this dead animal all these people are staring at me i don't know how to explain it but i felt like it was a connection of some kind like they were there almost kind of like for reason so i got out quickly to look at it i saw it and i felt like okay i need to get this thing out of the road just like sadly whatever that was that we gave honor i feel getting out of the road i mean it's not the same but it's like what would you do with grandma you wouldn't leave grandma in the road you should respect her at least give her the respect you would want for yourself so no joke i got I had gloves in the car, all these weird things that I'm like, how do I have all this stuff ready to get this owl? And yes, my weird part of my nursing where I'm like, is this owl alive? Maybe I can really <laughs> become alive. No, it's dead, but I'm in denial. Let's go back to town and I'll find Jeffrey and we'll deal with the owl. So whatever that was, I don't know how, how to explain it. And I've had even people who have never known anything about you or the radio show before I met you talk about owls aliens there's like a weird connection to this this and that whatever even trying to figure out what it is i saw in the sky and how and why that was a planet because again the reflection of what i saw made no sense because the sun was on the other side of it and it caught my eye like an actual shining light in the sky like bright and i looked up at it it caught my eye and because of it it caught my eye in a weird way i don't know how to explain it Or I almost said to you, and I think I did, I said, what is that in the sky? Remember, I said, what is, I think I had just seen it and said to you something about seeing what I thought was an eagle in the sky, a thunderbird, I said, for some reason, that looks like a thunderbird, which is weird, I don't say those things, then there's the reflective bright light, then there's an owl, it's like, it's just like one thing after another, boom, 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 you know, where it's like, I don't know how to explain it, I feel like I can't get out of the spiritual world. Or again, going back in time, knowing, yes, when I've had these spiritual experiences of doing peyote, for example, or whatever, I felt normal. That's the thing where I might have been in there with other people who seemed like they were having really spiritual tripping experiences, but I felt normal, you know, where it's like, what's wrong with me, God? <laughs> it was like, um, All these things where I'm like, why do I feel so weird than everybody else? And God's, I think, basically just saying, well, because you're in the spiritual world all the time. So it's like, I need to learn how to have this work for good again, where I'm not literally mortified to live life because I'm scared I'm going to be locked up for being crazy, burned literally for being a witch from my own family and or the religious world I was raised in. You know, like everything I've ever been, I've ran from if that makes sense even numerology and seeing how it's all just a language this is all just numbers and things that are explaining to us that we don't need to be afraid if that makes sense like somehow yes embrace the weird run into the strange the like not embrace madness and trying to be mentally ill but actually yes realizing in healing oneself you're chasing your fears and in your fears basically losing its strength so, yes, somehow not not literally giving Trump more power than he deserves or any other monster, whatever you want to call it in this life, that's not deserving of our energy. You're not being afraid of werewolves and things that are on the other side or whatever that are bumping into our realities, whether we want to believe it or not. But the more you believe something, right, the more you see it. So.
0: And then we brought the owl to the park and I... I got some feathers off of it, which was weird, but I said a prayer because I felt weird getting them from it, which I'm sure it wasn't that big of a deal to it. It was dead, but we definitely said an, an honorable kind of prayer and asked it to be like a spirit animal. And then I buried it under some leaves And because uh, it didn't have a shovel, but something may have got it later. I don't know, but at least it was in the forest going back into the earth instead of a street or whatever. You've always had some weird, like I know you got owls on uh uh, pictures of them before out at the cemetery and stuff like that. I have never like I hardly ever have seen them like ever. And uh, like I think that was the most I've seen one ever besides well, I, on TV. <laughs> the I'm a night
3: person, right? I'm a night yeah. person. So that's why some things told me too is like it is what it is. People have their different interpretations of things. But realizing again even in the indigenous Native American world, yes, I'm going to say in myself, even like the raven the healer the night eagle. I'm a night person. So I'm a night person and I'm a part of that world where most people again should be sleeping. And so it's like, again, yes, I need to embrace that part of me. And I don't know, again, part of being that I have ran from eagles or not eagles, but owls actually being scared of owls and thinking you should be an eagle, but something showed me, well, you are an eagle, but you're a night eagle. And so again, trying to learn what is it that you're trying to speak to me through this grandmother spider you know all these different stories that absolutely make sense because most of the time if there's a message there that you shouldn't be afraid of even angels the bible whatever you want to call it most of these spiritual paranormal weird experiences the things say don't be afraid because our brain goes what the heck is going on and you want to run
0: from it. It doesn't make sense. And one thing I was going to ask, William, do you know a lot about owl medicine? I know you talk about grandmother spider, but is there much that you know about owl medicine? I know a little bit from cards, but I don't remember a lot right now.
1: Well, um, I mean, what I know about it is based on just like one tradition, you know, or maybe a couple traditions here in the Northeast. Um. And um, Al is, at least among the Algonquin people, um, Al is, I don't know, Al is hard to describe. I mean, you know, all of the the kind of wisdom things attach, but Al is also very much associated with the underworld. And um, so um, the kind of unseen forces... Um, the unconscious messages, um, perhaps sudden changes, um, secrets, Um, also kind of keeping your own counsel kinds of things, watchfulness. Um, And I I think it's really important to, to underscore that, um, you know, in, in at least the native traditions that I'm familiar with, that I've been taught in uh, a lot of the, the the stuff about the underworld in, in Western thought is really feared and really seen as sort of, you know, kind of evil it's associated with that. Mm -hmm. And while there may be some, I guess um, dangerous things about some of owl's energy from time to time, It's the owl owl itself is not evil. Okay. Owl itself is not evil. Owl is very powerful. Um, Owl is often a messenger. Um, I I don't know if you're familiar with um, the way in which owls are depicted in Twin Peaks, but there's, you know, there's a, there's a statement in that's very famous from Twin Peaks, which is the owls are not what they seem. And and that has to do with some traditions have owl being uh, owl being connected with shape shifting in certain ways, um, and and any animal that is connected to shape shifting, you know, that shapeshifters assume um, can be connected to those powers, which means that from a human standpoint those powers can be used for good or ill. You know what I mean? Um, But generally, Al is considered to be, at least among the Muncie people or the Algonquin people that I know that I'm most familiar with, Al is considered to be positive for the most part. Um, Certainly powerful. Um, Something that you might connect with in your dreams if that makes sense. Sometimes lore keepers, people who, um, carry certain stories, like one of my teachers, um, she is, she's a lore keeper for, um, the Mohicans. You know, a lot of people think the Mohicans are gone, but they're not. They've just, they've just learned to hide in plain sight here in the Hudson Valley and in New Jersey and, and in, uh, you know, some of the other places where they lived. And, um, but she's a lore keeper, and 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 owl is one of her animals, and that's that's that ability to 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 keep things secret when you need to, and to only reveal them when it's important. To also be able to carry difficult secrets, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not sure, like what how. Because there are different types of owls so, um, you know, that have different kinds of calls. So like, for example, the screech owl, which doesn't exist everywhere in, in the, the U.S., the screech owl is a very particular kind of owl um, that's, on the, that's sort of in the northeast and the east coast. And uh, the, the cry of the screech owl is supposed to really be a, a kind of um, signal that you need to pay attention to. I, I mean, you pay attention to it anyway, because if you hear it, it scares the crap out of you. We have, we have one that lives not too far from my house. And in and the summertime in this in spring, when they're, when the, all the owls are courting, I mean, that, that'll just, that one'll, they're, they're little tiny owls. They're not very big as owls go, but it's like the, the noise they make that you hear it the first time. You're like, what the hell is that? Oh my god, you know, and then you realize, oh, it's a screech owl. Okay, you know. Um, I hope that that gave you some idea of the vibe.
0: Definitely, definitely the vibe. I know there's one time we were on the back porch at the at uh, the other house when we were there, and I said Lilith or something, and right after it was like ow, which I've never had that, I didn't even ever hear one, but I said that name and then it happened, which freaked me out more. <laughs> It's like, uh, wasn't that?
3: Yes, totally. Thank you. First of all, Wham, because coming from you, especially El, uh, teacher, I needed that because yes, again, most of the time I've ran from things that I feel judged and or scared that I'm going to be ostracized really is the word uh, from whatever. And I know and believe there's something to the owl that I'm supposed to embrace, Um Again, I've never seen Twin Peaks and it's kind of hilarious because you guys have talked about it forever during the show I would love to see it. There's something to it. Especially with the owl conversation again, Jeffrey I should see it
0: we'll watch it.
3: Um, no joke I know sadly I've became and Jeffrey I'll tell you since we've met and more than ever I've became and I hate it a Screech owl like literally is how I feel and or I'm having to learn to embrace my voice um and there is something with Lilith, I don't know what it is, because I didn't even know about that person, whatever that was, until I met Jeffrey, actually, and there's something to it teaching me to try to embrace who I am, and this divine femininity, this goddess within me that's like, oh heck no, you will not hold me down, I am not under you, like I don't know how to explain it, it's like, yeah, we're even hearing Pooh Bear, a sowl, like something with um, Wham- Where it's like the the Pooh Bear Owl is like that, exactly. And that's what I thought of something telling me, no, see, Owl is the wisdom, and he's the teacher, and or she is the teacher. And exactly, something to, like he said, almost every month I get this weird, and I know it has to do with, again, labor and delivery. I'm like a werewolf. I've said, Jeffrey, you're a vampire. I'm a werewolf. That's why we can fight like crazy. And I'm the one who helps bring babies into the world. And every time almost, like every time there's a full moon, there's like this really weird PMS feeling of like emotions and very much so like there's a tide coming in and like every emotion comes up. I don't know if it's like the Virgo in me, the Hermes again, Mercury and and or like, we got to heal these things, whatever it is that's going on, let's deal with it and heal. And almost every time it makes me run to the cemetery. And yes, there is specifically out here. I've seen some crazy stuff I've never seen before. Like I took pictures during a full moon in Mariana, that same cemetery where I saw an owl swoop over me and the baby. Sadly, again, I believe there's something telling me that they were going to die. It's sad to say my two little babies, those two that this, that owl flew over us, they died this last year, 2021, both of them or 2023. And literally, I was trying to think of when did that all happen? I swear that owl happened in 2021. I have dyslexia, so it's even more hilarious. Um, and, yep, yeah, it flew over me that same year, and they passed away last year. And I believe in my heart it wasn't trying to be on the or whatever the word is to scare me. It was actually wearing me, giving me a feeling of knowing something just like as weird as it is, that owl that flew towards our car. And I've told Jeffrey that, I don't know if it was the same owl, but it looked just literally like the same owl. I've never seen an owl flying towards the car like that with its talons open. And literally it was like the same owl that I ended up picking up on the side of the road. And that's what caught my eyes was its talons were open. And so he, I asked him if he could pick feathers off of the bird after I asked its permission and my head was like, I felt horrible for its death because I think it literally flew into someone's car. Again, just like what almost happened to my car. It wasn't my car, but it was almost like it happened. It happened before it happened. And I've had these things happen my whole life, like where something before it happens happens. And I see it like roller derby, for example. I'm skating and I had the same fear over and over telling me, you're going to lose a skate, for example. You're going to have, a, I mean, a wheel is going to roll off while you're going around the curve, you're going around the apex. The most dangerous part, you're shifting your feet over to the other, doing a crossover onto one foot. And I saw this vision at least five times again, seeing my wheel roll off. And guess what? It happened. And it's like if I had not seen that vision, whatever you want to call it, I probably literally would be dead. I would have face planted into the ground and not be here to tell the tale. But it said something told me about it before it happened. I took a knee in that split second of, again, I knew this was going to happen. I took a knee and it horribly hurt my knee, but I'm here. So again, trying to learn to say there's reasons for this. Exactly. I've been in the graveyard and took a picture of what looked like literally an owl in the tree in a cypress tree. And then I looked at my phone after the fact, and it was not an owl. There's something in the tree other than that. It's like, exactly like William said, a ship shaper, whatever you want to say, that's in that tree. And it's literally looks like almost like a sloth hanging upside down. And I see eyes flowing. It's the weirdest thing. Like this is the owl that I'm, lo- I'm zooming into, but I see something different on my phone. So yes, it's crazy. Exp- hard to explain, but there's something to it very much spiritually going on all the time. If we would listen, even like the werewolf thing, like she said, ship shapers, Something learning again, like I wrote down on that paper that day. Dog man, dog whatever. There it is. Jeffrey and I just literally saw it on the side of the road. You can say whatever you want to say logically to explain what that is. But I know with every every being in know whatever in me saying, we're in Florida. There is not wolves down here. There might be hybrid whatevers, but that's literally a golden color, strange color, not a coyote. Definitely not a wolf, and I've seen wolves, so all I could think of was literally that is an SW Jeffrey. Quit talking about those days like the David Adam and me. It's like Mother Freaker.
0: And then uh, I'm remembering when uh, Jack was my dog, was passing away, and I was holding him outside. Remember, and uh, we yes. said a prayer, and then that star appeared in the sky that was weird. Mm right after savannah and he and he let and he stayed around a little longer and then he passed away but there was that was weird the way well during that and i broke down crying while i was holding him outside and then basically the star came down below the trees and it was like a spirit or something maybe it was one of our other dogs that passed or i don't know what it was
3: i i sound crazy and i know it is what it is but something told me it was savannah remember savannah the dog here that had just passed away one of your mom's dogs so she was coming to basically tell Jack, I'm here to go with you when you're ready. And I don't know how to explain it. But yes, within that week, Jack was holding on as old as he could. Because I remember, I, I can count on one hand how many times you've cried. And yes, that week, he looked at me and I looked at him and I said, I'll take care of him. You can go, Jack. And he winked at me. He looked he at you and kissed you. And that was in May. And yes, we went to Panama City. For the day i told you we needed to leave so he could relax and we put on the whale music for him and grandma again my grandma was in the room with him in the kennel and again she's literally passing away too she passed in that same july she, 2021 and jack passed away in may and literally again she told me that day she goes i heard something about a little dog that passed away How did she know that again? She
0: didn't. Something
3: exactly came in to take him, whatever you want to call it, in her room. The
0: weirdest thing was there was that well CD when we came back and he was past The well CD got stuck and was like doing a weird, repeating like a weird era or something. It was just like repeating, repeating. I was like, I hope he didn't have to listen to that crap the whole time he's croaking. But it seemed, it's just weird when you walk in and your dog's passed and the, well, CD, you're playing is like stuck on a weird repeat that was some kind of technical error that was bizarre. It's pretty yeah. weird. That's yeah, pretty it strange. Was, it was very creepy.
3: But and Grandma knew again. That's why I said she was getting more and more deteriorating at that point, sadly. more Multiple times, even while she was going downhill, she would be, it's like something would come in and out of her. I don't know how to explain it. Or again, we were having to take care of her and I was having to physically hold her up with my body to give her her sustenance, feeding, so on. And there was times where she would sit up in the bed like creepy style, like something else is literally in her, talking through her. I don't know how to explain it. Or we'd get into these crazy things. did that about chickens. What?
0: Remember she did it about chicken. Oh,
3: yeah. I have to laugh. Yeah. Soul food, again, is very important to life. When you stop enjoying food and basic things like, yes, making love, I'm sorry, Shouldn't become like taking a crap There's something wrong with that. Or yes, again, she was on her dying bed. She couldn't eat anymore. I was giving her like liquid, everything and having to make sure she wouldn't choke. But her body was, her spirit was floating outside of her body, her physical body in the bed Or she knew. Yes. Either she could smell it and, or again, all of our senses are very real until the end. She could tell me, she's like, um, Somebody has chicken out there. You know, it's like, she's pretty much telling me, you guys got chicken. I'm like, whoa.
0: And it wasn't, it was from like Kentucky fried chicken. Right, so she didn't really smell it. Favorites. It's like she knew it. Like she was like uh, psychically knew it or something weird.
3: Literally. And that's what I'm saying. There's something to it to the very end. Just like we know, even if our physical bodies are in a coma, which is kind of trekking out from reality in the moment, like asleep, sleep, almost like you're dead, but you're alive. Yes, she was physically there with us. And I know that it sounds scary, but crazy. You know, our last meal together with her body physically there with her spirit, we had Chinese food. I remember specifically eating it at the table. And I went from that, I got to hurry up and eat like the mama. I got to get in there and take care of gr- grandma. But something literally was standing there by the table with us, put their arm on their hand on my shoulder. And it was a calm. I felt it in me saying, almost like kind of like, what are you guys eating? Now you enjoy your food, you calm down and relax and enjoy it. I felt it, a weird calm. And I literally said something's I said, I think grandma just passed. And I went in there and sure enough, she had a smile on her face and she literally had just passed. And it was like, I know she literally was there with us. Like she was saying, enjoy your food. Do not worry about me. Like she was like that to the end. Like She would always be concerned about me, even if she didn't know who I was again. And I know, again, it sounds weird. She and I had a soul contract before I was born, before she was born spiritually, like we were going to help each other. I came out here and still don't regret coming out here and everything crazy that's happened because I know and believe with all my heart that I came here for grandma so she could be safe. She could transition to where she needed to be next we home had that slap, and safe.
0: that slap on the bed a few nights later how many nights that was probably
3: was... her i was in denial <coughs> absolutely we were uh, three days later
0: laying in the bed and something slapped the bed and i got up with like a flashlight or something i thought something fell off the shelf but nothing fell off the shelf something slapped the bed and there were no animals and it was like a slap
3: and i was transitioning. we had it happen with the sleep. rv too yep transitioning into sleep and it's creepy but not I don't dream often or remember. So again, going into my sleep kind of traumatically, I think is really, I saw grandma, I love her. And we were literally almost said, I love her to death, turning her over again. You remember to do her post mortem care. And I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I saw that in my sleep where I was turning her over to clean her. Something I swear it was her slap the bed like don't you dare remember me like that that's my grandma I swear it like woke me up in this startled way and at the time I'm in a denial of course like oh my god what was that scary thing it's like something bad and then what's hard for me to accept again is literally the next night after the slapping bed experience was seeing I swear to you what it looked like for the first time in my life a huge like seven foot tall gray in the bedroom, in that same weird toilet sleep. I'm awake, but I'm not. And I'm just about to fall asleep. And I saw what it looked like a gray standing in the bedroom above me. And stepped forward towards me and reached towards me with his hand. Three fingers again. It's weird because it reminds me of like E.T. And I've seen this before in my, my visions, my sleep, where it's like i don't know i think that was grandma or something transitioning her
0: caretaker
3: and trying to tell me don't worry like again i want you to rest and please don't worry about those things do not remember me in that manner like
0: i saw one standing over like when i'd let the white light from the sun fill me and then i go in the house and see stuff in the house it was one standing next to her but it was like pink like almost like you would see from a camera flash but it was like a Looked like the shape of a gray and it kind of went wow and it was weird and you're like am i really seeing that but it was definitely odd whatever it was i don't know if they're like custodians and stuff like dolores cannon says and stuff like that maybe they help with you know uh transition or something but it's definitely something for sure and uh we saw uh, recently on tubi that uh native bigfoot documentary which i would recommend because it has a lot of kathy moskiewicz uh, strain in it and i've interviewed her, her a million years ago she has that book god's cannibals and monsters it's like all the native folklore but uh, it's called a uh, native bigfoot and it's on tubi for free there's commercials but well, they're not that bad but that was really good actually that's it was just one of those things we're trying to watch before our bath or whatever it was like 50 minutes, but it had all these tribes talking about Bigfoot. What was weird, too, it had a weird, like, Bigfoot, I forget what tribe. You'd have to watch it because they mentioned so many, I can't remember. But there was like a, a Mothman thing in their folklore that they were telling. and it, was they showed. Poche. I think he was yeah, talking about a something moth like woman, that.
3: actually. It was like yeah, it an looked, owl
0: woman. Yeah, <sighs> and it had the eye, the red eyes and stuff, but it was really good. I know there was a few things you wanted to talk about that with the, like, what was it, Arizona or the tribes and stuff.
3: Again, it was just a random thing you picked, whatever you want to call it, where I'm doing my best to remember synchronizations, not uh, what is it, coincidences. You picked that out. I had no clue what it was, but a lot of it, again, was talking about Sasquatch, obviously, and it talked about all different people. Um, but I remember them talking about Yakima specifically, which, again, is in Washington, where I moved down to where we're at, um, Graceville, from that area, Tri-Cities, Washington, along the Columbia River, and Oregon, Washington, all these things where, again, I have realized, okay, whatever it is, that's pulled me all over the place, literally, to be spiritually speaking, I think, drawn to certain areas, because there was a reason, again, to bring us together. That movie, whatever you want to call, Put On, was about, and the lady, even, she was hilarious, the lady was talking from the Yakima, and she was saying how, you know, well, I could kind of get in trouble for this. But the way she, she did this little, like, whatever you want to call it, Hayoka la- like, little smile, smirk, smile at the end. And I literally even thought, she kind of reminds me of an owl. Where exactly, she literally said, I get in trouble for this, but I don't want to cause problems. I'm just trying to spread the information that needs to be taught. You know, she said something. Forgive me, you and I both, again, that's part of the jokes are in us. And I know God's been trying to teach us, whatever you want to say, to laugh more. We need to get away from focusing so much on the horror of the world, the darkness, the blood, the war. You know, yes, we know this is going on, but the more we keep focusing on that, guess what it does? It actually creates more of it. It actually strengthens that monster, whatever you want to call it, that gives it strength. And so instead of, again, being afraid of things, learning to say, how do we speak about these things to try to create wisdom? Again, to teach the next generation what it is. And you can see that in her little smirk when she did that smile is what I saw. is the hayoka, the smile. And almost every time I see these people, I would say they're teachers, yes. And they're different. They're kind of like the deviants or whatever you want to call it. Where they're not trying to cause mischief or problems per se. Just like these stories throughout time that have been literally kind of sadly labeled as the devil. Or this is evil. And usually it's always Because it, what, just kind of went against what everyone else was trying to say at the moment, the time of what is normal, which is sadly, again, always changing, not always as in bad. That's what evolution should be. But, um, like, basically, we both laughed because we saw the lady in a way to that person, forgive me, she had this little white hair on her chin that had grown out. And it was almost like again, I've seen that with myself and others. It's like this witch part of us where it's like I'm always literally mm-hmm. pulling out a little hair on my chin. <laughs> it's like well, I have like a little
1: tiny goatee on my chin. I have to like I have
3: to like shave
1: twice a day. <laughs> this is this is like post menopausal stuff,
3: you know. It's not wisdom, it's just big old. Well, shit, I've had this forever, like, I'm the weirdo, deviant, whatever you want to call it. I've said to Jeffrey, I'm like, I make fun of no one. I say I love each other, embrace our uniqueness, whoever we feel we're supposed to be. Because no joke, I am a part Italian, all lots of things, like, that grow lots of hair. So I have shaved my mustache off since high school. Whatever it is, I have literally hid myself from the world to try not to be whatever it I am, because literally I'm thinking, oh shoot, I'm gonna offend everybody because this is who, who I am and it's not good enough. So it's funny as it is, I'm looking at this lady who's spreading wisdom on the TV, and I can't help but keep staring at her hair on her chin. Because I'm like, shoot, I want to pull that hair out. And it's like, it's not my hair. Why am I wanting to pull it out? So something's making me laugh, going, because we are so literally hilariously connected. That, yes, that's why, again, we could go after someone that we absolutely, there's a part of ourself that's in that person that we somehow can't accept. And we want to fix in ourselves. So we want to let basically attack the other person to change, to try to be what we think is supposed to be acceptable. And in reality, it's like, we need to quit doing that. We need to truly just hilariously start learning how to embrace our own chin hair. <laughs> No, I, oh, I,
1: I I embrace it. I also shave it off. I don't pluck. I don't pluck it. But you know, if I don't, it, it it's it it gets to the point where I can like stroke it. It's very very very. I hear
3: you. And as it's I stroke really my weird. hand, I'm usually thinking. I really like. What do we become? Yeah. The thinking man sitting on the toilet. We always right go now. to
0: the weirdest stuff on show. <laughs>
3: Well, no. well, at least we haven't talked about poop once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that
1: was down on the list, right? We haven't talked about poop once. My butt's once. doing better. If well, anybody's reading. worried.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely... Another know the Hayoka is uh, something that's come up a lot that you've discussed. And uh, we talked about the Kachina dolls. I've gotten you one. I forgot. Who, where was it from? Navajo or Navajo Kachina? I think, I think it was he, Navajo. Uh,
3: being raised in, in Arizona, again, the fear. My, my Italian grandma, actually, she's multiple things. The dad, again, who was always the elitist, what's the word? He was very proud of his Italian roots, which I get. But he would always get into it with me where he'd be like, proud of himself so much where i would be like dad you're not all italian there's no way like you're (laughs) like so when we get our dna back or he's like "Mm." but yeah like basically try to stop proving to other people how we are always right that's what i realized again like no this is a big school and ultimately and i know that even as a nurse 16 17 years in it's like i don't care i'm 42 and i do feel like I'm six years old all over again this world keeps changing it's it's completely ass backwards and that's the thing i'm learning the more i try to make it be normal to fit whatever it is i think it's supposed to be that's creating actually anxiety and it's learning to somehow literally go along with the flow in ways i am learning to do every moment which again I'm teaching Jeffrey and we're teaching each other right now. We're twin flames. I tell him that it's very uncomfortable and we're learning how to try to be soulmates and all this jargon that he knows about all these books everywhere. And it's like, not burn the books, but that's where I'm at. I'm like, time to actually apply all the knowledge and all of the education and wisdom and things in this man's world, I'm like where we need to be equal time to apply the tools and actually put the key in the hole and turn the key and open that door together and stop worrying about what it is on the other side and say, exactly embrace the weird because somehow it seems more hopeful than staying where we have been.
0: I was just going to say, case and Lee uh, here in Sri Lanka, in most Asian countries, I think we rarely witness paranormal stuff. Maybe it's because we do Buddhist rituals often to guide the spirits to the light when they cross over. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that helps on a lot of levels, the, the rituals and things like that. I was mostly just saying we're broadcasting in Sri Lanka, so that's pretty cool. Ooh, so that's, that,
1: that, 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 that's, that's pretty cool. Although, <laughs> yeah. although, I, I, although, I don't know, I I hear about paranormal stuff coming from Asian countries all the time. Big so. time, yeah. Yeah, China, China, China Japan, um, Vietnam. I mean, I guess it depends on what is defined as paranormal, you know. Because, um, you know, uh, I'm hearing about stuff all the time. So, uh, and and not all of those countries are bo- are principally Buddhist, you know. So, you know, I mean, India uh, certainly isn't principally Buddhist, and and China while it while it has a Buddhist component to it, um, there's you know there's lots of different traditions represented. So you know, I,
2: Always,
1: I, I I don't know what he means by paranormal, but that's not been my experience of, of the news coming out of Asia. So
0: I always heard that story about the Buddhist bodies that they went to the light and their bodies, like the passed away bodies would like do weird stuff. And they kept them like in some temple. I've seen like big articles about it. Oh, like, you, mean,
1: you mean like that, like the, the, the mummified bodies or the ones yeah. that the, the one, the, the, the folks that, that chose to kind of die die in a certain weird it's way so that their body is like preserved in, yeah 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 about
0: light bodies or something like that yeah went to, some weirdness like that but yeah definitely uh definitely interesting those articles about it and things like that but
3: well interesting because there's a lot of whatever you want to call it religions cultures things that have talked about that in ways even again the shaman which you would consider again that kind of thing i'm very into the tibetan monks and the buddhists like at least that side of it trying to learn again and what is it usually to me i feel being raised literally pentecostal christian and all this opposite where i would literally be labeled bad like i got my nose pierced at 18 and my dad's like what are you converting to, what did he say, like Middle Eastern religions? I'm like, dear Lord, God.
1: (laughs) They don't don't necessarily (laughs) pierce the (laughs) truth. It's like, what are you talking about, dude?
3: It's like, Dad, you're so limited to fear or whatever is the unknown and realizing no joke, there is something to this. Being where I was at with Grandma, for example, when I've gone from, again, transitioning life into the world to transitioning life out of the world. We're living in a place where it was all 55 and older community. No joke, right? Grandma had even already passed. October that same year, the people who are living there who run the whole place, her husband passed away of a massive, unexpected, whatever, as you can imagine, heart attack, fell down dead right then in his front driveway of a heart attack. That same night, I don't care what and how, what happened. That's why I need to learn. We need to learn how to also have protective boundaries, healing, protective, whatever the word is, like saging again before going into the ceremony to protect yourself from whatever it is could be around you trying to drag you down. (sighs) That guy, I swear, I know I sound nuts. That same night, I got so emotionally drained and stressed and depressed again. Something with the full moon and getting dragged to what I feel, something pulls me to the cemetery. And that night I had a weird suicidal, depressive, really heavy, weird thought where it was like almost like that guy had came to me and he was trying to have me transition with him, if that makes sense. Almost like being the shaman where I need to be super careful not to allow something to pull me down into what is death, literally, and staying with them and transitioning them over because I don't know how to explain it. Like somebody said something in the comments I read from over here exactly about the owl and Moloch and all this. I'm not going to get into that, but there is some really heaviness in our country, specifically the U.S., I've heard, and something with the owl. And that's what I did get nervous about, how Moloch and all these things, which I thought had to do with like the Canaanite gods and all this old stuff where they would sacrifice children to it and all this crap where I'm like, absolutely not. Like I've said, people can do whatever they want to. When I draw <clears> the line, <throat> is it has to do with protecting the innocence and that's what I'm here for. And that literally goes to animals, to children, elderly, whatever. People who cannot protect themselves and make mentally sound decisions for themselves in the moment. No, I don't agree with that. And that's what I've always been concerned about being a part of something that is definitely not what I want to be of and pulling me down into that darkness and something was there just like like whatever it is. I'm not saying Lilith is that, but there is something that's always been right at the tail, my tail trying to get me into use whatever it is I'm supposed to use for positive things for something dark. And it's like, Nope. Again, how do, and I've even recently said something that scared me. I've been scared of actual Ouija boards, because again, I had a friend in high school, my girlfriend who played with one in the other side of another town for me. And it opened doors in my room, my house, my life, whatever you want to call it, where I had to tell her, it's like, quit messing around with whatever you're doing. It's not okay. Um, Because I had things turning on and off TVs in my house, like craziness where I had to face whatever it was and tell her like, dude, you don't, Again, I didn't know what it was. And that's what scared me is the unknown of things and how to deal with it properly. And I've taught Jeffrey this with tasers, guns, whatever. It's like it's not the thing itself that's bad. It's the unknown of what it is when we're giving it to the wrong people, like to be used in the wrong ways. So really, it's trying to learn how to be educated in the right ways, woke, whatever you want to call it, to really be safe. That's what I'm learning to try to do. Safety and sanity, number one. Um, learn to say again, what is it through Lilith that I'm trying to learn from? Because what did I hear about Lilith was scared me. Like, okay, this is like some bad lady that was created before Eve that had sex in the wrong way, all this weird stuff. Where again, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Because all I've I've ever been scared of again is usually the unknown. You know, like I'm going to be stoned, murdered because I'm a witch. I'm a rebel. I'm a bad girl. And I'm usually just saying, what is it that I'm being told? And is it really real? You know, and if it's not real, can we change this to something that's going to work? That's what evolutionizing is to me, like being intelligent. Like why do things how our ancestors did it back in the day if it's not working? And again, if it's not working, let's do it better.
0: And a lot of the people that have judged us have said stuff about sinning and things like that. And, uh, you know, they're on the... the uh, the Trump side. So that's the, like they're rim jobbing Trump while they're like pointing out that you're a sinner. That's what bothers me about that. It's like, you know, that kind of cancels you out at this point. So that's <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just always trying to struggle with understanding the hypocrisy of that. But as far as uh, did you want to talk about maybe the heart of David a little? We got uh, what about eight minutes and uh, 12 minutes mm-hmm. or
3: Part of david um sure
0: and seth and david and things.
3: well again things i need to be doing i pray and hope whatever it is i feel i'm supposed to do what is the biggest things even while i've been with you and i've known you like that weird story again something that was trying to literally cause me i would say and it's not schizophrenia or whatever and i'm not saying those aren't real almost like i'm learning more and more as a nurse to say what are these things and how how can we figure them out how to heal the person like the shaman i feel the person is not a disease. The person doesn't need to be cured and or murdered. Like throughout time, we usually we've been murdering and punishing people to be different, but they actually need to probably be loved and healed and treated well. Um, how and why is it there's something out there? I feel truly that's trying to cause us to lose hope. That's why I feel I lost hope. And with that was my loss of faith. And it's not religion. For the first time, I'm truly realizing it's relationship. Almost again, that community connection, a feeling understood, a part of, and healing as in moving forward, not stuck, stagnant, depressed. That's what it is really. Again, a soul death is when you're not moving forward and using the gifts that you need to be using. Especially, I truly feel as a feminine, divine feminine, I need to be encouraging the masculine, not killing him. Or trying to take over his job. But again, teaching that we are equal. That we are one. And truly, yes. um, Not ever allow myself or others to lose hope. So what can we do to help? Maybe I'm crazy. One of the best antidepressants I have ever, ever, ever dealt with is animals. They're the truest, most real thing. That actually sees your soul. And sees you as like the inner child that we are. That's why they can look at something and know that they are good or not. Oh, I don't think my chickens
1: see my soul. I think my I think my chickens see that I'm bringing them mealworms and they're like and and and, and they're like they're like, "Oh, mealworms." Oh, and cuz I don't I, you know, I don't know how deep they are. I mean, I I think they're people and they have feelings and they're communicating and stuff, but I think that they're just they're just living their their best lives and they 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 see me as the purveyor of treats (laughs) and and sometimes the the primate that does weird crap you know and i just find them i just find them hilarious i guess what i like about them is that they don't you know they don't other than food they don't really give a crap about me at all it's like they're just like really neutral you know what I mean yes <laughs> You know, and they're kind of living their own lives and they're being the moments of their own selves it's like like, like I think I've 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 talked about twist she's a we have a special needs chicken and and she's 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 not very bright, but the other day I, oh, she, I she did this hilarious thing. You know it's cold here and the wind is blowing a lot of times, and so I opened the back of the coop to to put food down because I, I take warm food out for them every morning, you know food that I've heated up yeah. like you know g- grain and vegetables and stuff, and they and they really like him. Uh, yeah, but it, but but I opened it up. I opened it up and and set the thing down on on the ledge, and this this wind, uh, well basically tr- twist had jumped down on into off the roost into the bedding, and this wind came, and and blew in and it startled her and she flew straight up straight up in the air and straight up at me like she was gonna fly right out the coop and I just grabbed her like this I caught her. You know, and and she she hates to be caught, so she's like squawking, you know. So I just set her down in front of the food, and oh as my- soon as she saw the food, it was like, <laughs> just like, it was so funny. It was like she flies up squawking, and then and then you know she didn't care at all about. She just wanted the food. Now just she did when she sees food, she just goes. <laughs> she's she's, i've never seen any being eat food like she does it's just the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah Yeah, i I don't think there's anything deep there at all she doesn't look into my eyes every now and (laughs) and then she's the one that has the she's got these deformed um these deformed claws so it's hard once she's on the roost She can't, a normal chicken, if they're on the roost, they can like turn around on the roost, you know, but she can't. So if she's on the roost with her butt towards me and she wants to look at me, she can't turn around. She has to hang upside down like a bat and look at me and it's hilarious. It's called
3: evolutionizing. Yeah, she's she's a hoot. She's, it makes me laugh because it makes me think of a Libra. I love Libras because they're usually like that. Like you don't have to guess what they're usually thinking or wanting. There's no usually not all of them, but you know what I'm saying. Or most people I know are like, oh, I don't like Libras. They're too straightforward. And I'm like, no, I love them for that reason. Just like well, our pills.
1: Well, <laughs> well, right. Well, right. the the only The only thing that I don't the only thing that pisses me off about them, is that is that you know they 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 can they, they they can they can be really polite to you and and you think that they're being polite to you but then you realize they're polite to like that to everybody that they don't care about and no. so and so then it's like oh I'm not special at all I don't matter to them at all that I could be a total stranger they'd act exactly the same way you know and so you know and, and it and it isn't like they're not trying to be duplicitous they just go kind of go into this 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 sort of banal nice mode
3: <laughs> you know I mean? and i guess i literally have learned to respect that like that's to me again yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah i love with the leo because literally usually they'll tell you straight up what exactly they're thinking if you listen the first time but yeah libras are like that's what i like they are going to be different with you than they are with someone else. But I'm laughing because Elvira the pig is just like that chicken where it's like, exactly. That's to me, the little reptilian mind where it's like, you don't have to guess what the heck they're wanting. Like no offense to my mother. I love her, but yes, why I became a healer. Cause she was my first teacher as the mental health patient literally from the earliest memories I can remember of exactly. And my mom at least was always usually you could predict what they were going to do. You know, it's like, actually, when I got screwed, every time was trying to fill into them what I would do. Like, it's like, this is what it should be. No, they're going to be the same. Like trying to tell Jeffrey, I'm retraining him with the pig. No joke. I oh, we have a mini pig named Elvira Jewel, <laughs> which again, I've tried to tell him. And no joke, it's not funny. He called her little Carol, which is my mother's name. So literally retraining now <laughs> the pig and Jeffrey, now mostly Jeffrey, to say, stop limiting the pig, Jeffrey. She's actually very intelligent. um If we would treat her like that, like children, gonna we limit, show Christina. He's being a brat. She's got, <laughs> I've got my. I had to off. turn the
0: cam all the way to a whole nother location because of the room we're in. But
3: <laughs> one reason I'm hiding, because yes, we don't have an office space yet. We're working on it.
0: There's so. fox ears
3: hi (laughs) i guess i need to get um owl ears but
0: we're working on the death situation so So
3: a part of again i Uh. call the trickster one reason why i like the tricksters because yeah it's like why are they always given the bad rap for everything because really we're like what would be considered evolutionizing right we're trying to be different than everybody else if it's not a negative again we're not trying to trick society but kind of learning again, like Loki, right? He was given a bad rap for giving literally humans fire. When in reality, you realize like, that is kind of important. We needed fire to eat and things that we needed to do to survive and actually shift evolutionary wise. So I'm fine being a Loki. As I realized to Jeffrey, he gets like, you know, we find Mercury Capricorn and all this other crap. But it's like, again, Jeffrey Virgo is literally all of the signs combined. Your tail Capricorn is my tail. So, again, when you try to trick me, I'm already a step ahead. That's why we're always fighting. So, it's like, how do we learn to dance together, devil, not fight each other in Georgia?
0: And pan the man.
3: <laughs> with Wham! And literally, his mom helps us. His mom is like, I realized again, we need the wise teacher to come along with thy white hairs of the wizard and teach us thy wisdom.
0: We got our white hairs, too. I'm 49 and I'm, uh, I'm white. Completely <laughs> now
3: like moses uh, yeah we got
0: about uh four minutes and uh it's been mm-hmm. a great show and i want to thank uh sun dragon and case and lee and everybody else that's listened out there you to united public radio 107.7 fm new orleans and uh it's christina giordano and we got wham with us mm-hmm. hey and uh, it's been a good show, and uh, I know it was weird because it just got warm here and raining. And now it's dropping to twenty again, so it's been one of the coldest winters I think here that I've seen in a long time. And uh, hopefully, there's no tornado situation. But yeah, we should watch Twin Peaks the one sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, if 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 there's any any way, do do. Hey, by the way, do you have, <laughs> good sir? Do you have a DVD player at home?
0: Yes, sure do.
1: Okay, does it work?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, because I have I I have two sets of the original Twin Peaks on DVD and 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 one set on Blu-ray. So obviously I want the Blu-ray, but I am willing to s- just give you one of the sets. And Blu-ray. and the and the reason for that is because if you just stream it the streaming version never shows, never shows or includes the log lady at the beginning of each episode. And you have to have the log lady. You just have to have the log lady for God's sake. So, yeah. so 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 send me your address no, really. and I w- and I will
3: send you one of the
1: DVD sets.
0: Cool, cool. Thank so you. So
3: they, whenever I'm again the weirdo, and I don't care, make fun of me. The conspiracy theorists like throughout time because I'm always thinking outside the box. But it's like, ah, uh, yeah. So wait a minute. So they're taking out of the original, like, so you. Yeah, can- they they
1: they they edit the at the beginning of every original episode, and this is in the first series. This is not in the return. Okay. But at the end, at the end of every, um, uh, at the beginning of every episode, there is an introduction by a character that's in Twin Peaks called the Log Lady, and she sort of acts like a Greek chorus. She sort of gives you a clue about what's happened and a clue about what's going to happen, but it's but it's 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 it's, it's done in very cryptic kind of. You, you just you just have to see it. But what she but by doing that, she sort of frames the the episode for you and and you lose a lot of the sort of weirdness if you yeah. don't have her there.
0: Definitely. Well, we appreciate it. And we'll check them out. What were you going to say, Christina?
3: First of all, thank you for telling me that, because, again, it gives me I'm. Such a—I guess that's the word I'm turning into more of, from a nerd to a geek. I'm geeking out over stuff where it's like enlightenment moments of like, let me get the paper out so I can write this down. I'll be watching Twin Peaks writing down weird stuff and be like, this is important, Jeffrey. There's a reason for all of this Ex- explanation. Um, it's no joke again. Exactly. I'm realizing that all of this is a message. There's a reason for it. It's not just entertainment. It's not a show. And somehow really exactly it's it's a language, it's a communication for us all to be connected. And again, not lose hope, somehow feel excited about living, even in the darkest of times, somehow. And and I do. I hope and pray that I can so- somehow start doing. Jeff asked me something about Bulldogs in the heart of David, and I totally I have ADHD, too. Again, embracing all of the weird whatever they are that's tried to keep me from doing whatever I need to. Heart of David, I pray to God I can open a business of some kind where I shift again from it's not about making money and all of that to helping people. Again, using the energy and the love from losing a friend from suicide and almost myself because I lost hope. I lost faith. I lost myself and my dreams and all the things I need to do. Um, I want to breed American Bulldogs and somehow help people if I can through that to never lose hope. I give them, if I can, somehow a chance to have therapy dogs, because I truly believe, even literally hilariously, I don't care. Chickens, yes, and pigs and whatever. Owls, wild animals, they give us hope. They give us something to look forward to, to help them. If we have nothing else to get out of bed every day, sadly, and say, you know what, I got something and someone else out there that needs me to come out and give them their silly food you know it's their hope to get up every day so
0: definitely heart of david and we'll keep you posted on that for any further developments and for sure and uh something to work on for the future and uh i gotta close out or i'm gonna get the, the jojo bomb but thanks <laughs> to christina thanks to wham thanks everybody for listening have a great weekend everybody we'll see you bye next bye. Friday. here good night everybody thanks
1: ma'am sure bye